Jason, today's episode of the Lee Summit Town Hall podcast is brought to the good people by Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. Budget Blinds! Hey, did you know Budget Blinds is your home for Signature Series Shades? All hail! Our robot shade overlords. Oh, fine. You can, I'm just going to leave it out there for people to put in their mind, and you went and filled it for them. That You I, are not leaving it up to people's imagination. You know, much like... The window treatments in that store, they're there to fill empty space. That's I bet you would actually really appreciate right now, in the middle of this weather, some some automated like thermal shades to go over the windows of your creaky old house. I would like those. And so, if it weren't too cold for me to leave the house, I would be up there shopping. You would go to downtown Lee Summit and see our friends at Budget Blinds? I'd tell them Jason Nick sent me. Hello again, and welcome to Lee Summit Town Hall, a weekly podcast about what you can do to make a difference. I am Jason Norbury, and as always, I am joined by a man who is the guy you'd want to be virtually cooped up with. It is Nick Parker, the it's publisher true. of Link to Lee Summit. I'm, one of I'm my, lovable. It's my it's my monthly nice thing to say about you, Nick. So oh, is it that time of the month? Yes. Yes, it is. So uh, now, seriously, Jason, if I have to, be, it's cold if, outside. It is cold outside. If I have to be cooped up in a house and only be able to talk to people through the magic of the internet, Nick, you're one of the people that I would want to talk to. I am virtually cuddly. There we go. All right. Link to the summit as it has been and shall remain is the source for all the news you need about our very fine city. And our unofficial sponsor today is an extra pair of socks. It is. It's two sock weather is what I'm saying. I broke out the camping socks this week. Oh, I big been, thick wool socks. Yeah. I got the big. I got like a regular pair of socks on, and then the wool socks over top. It's, it's. I don't know if anybody's noticed, but it's a little cold outside. It's cold. Hey, you know, you just said nice things about me. I want to say nice things about somebody else. That's I want to give a link to Lee Summit, Lee Summit Town Hall. Good on you to the fine folk at downtown Lee Summit Main Street. You know, they well, just don't gave, forget. Don't forget to the downtown Lee Summit CID as well. Fine, we'll say good on you to other people too. But Jason, those two groups just gave more than $12,000 in downtown gift cards to local frontline workers. That is that is so awesome, by the way. I mean, it it is, you know, we've had uh we had uh Reese Nichols on, we've had people on who've done really nice things for for our frontline workers, for teachers, for others in the community and I'm glad that the CID and the Main Street organization uh Nick, do you have any affiliation with that organization still? I, I, I do happen to let's let's be transparent people. I do serve on the board of directors for downtown yeah. Main Street. But hey, look, in spite of that, they still did good work. <laughs> they did good work, and they deserve a good on you. And to be fair, when we were putting together our show, our show notes, our running order this week, I was the one that had to go. Nick, make sure you say nice things about least downtown, because you know he might quietly forget to do that. But y'all deserve Donnie, Ashley, Julie, Rachel, Board, even Nick. Good well, on you guys. Yeah, yeah. That, good that, on you. That Nick guy. I know you didn't vote against it. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, I've got we've got a a few little quick quick notes that I want to run through before we bring on our guest. Uh, we have Matt Sanding from Lee Summit Social Services back with us for today's episode. We're going to talk a little bit about what the agency's been going through during this 
record cold spell. But first, let's get through a few other notes from around the town. Jason, uh, there is a survey Lee Summit Cares has out that they would like people to to take, and this is kind of a it's a readiness assessment. Um, in partnership with First Call and the Missouri Institute of Mental Health. This is to help determine their readiness for addressing youth mental health issues, suicide prevention. So this just talks about what resources are available and helps this group focus on on what they can do to 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 further their cause of 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 helping mental health issues in our community and conducting more suicide prevention work. You can head over to linktoleesummit.com for more on that and a link to take that community survey. Do that. Our mayor has uh, decided and, and rightly so that he is a, uh, wants to uh, increase the share of women that serve on our boards and commissions in our community. And he has joined with United WE Appointments Project. Um, they're going to be hosting a press conference to talk about their collaboration. But essentially, as of right now, uh, you know, more probably more than half of our residents are female and a little bit less than half of our 40% of our uh, appointments that are made are, are female. And we need to work to identify and that. So I want to say good on the mayor for recognizing this as an issue and getting outside the normal box a little bit to, uh, to help remedy it. And I just want to say, you know, having worked with the mayor a little bit on the the commission I'm on, the Arts Council, he's he's done a really good job uh, since he's been in of, of noticing when there are openings on these boards and commissions to go and find find uh, some more more diversity in those in those seats and to get more women to have more people of color. This is this is a good thing to see him doing and to get better representation on our civic boards and commissions. Right. I mean, it's not like it's a mystery. I'm going to say this is like, I'll be clear. I uh, communicated to the prior mayor eight years ago, I think it was at the time that we needed more women on the planning commission when I, when I was the chair of the planning commission, what have you. And it is a challenge and any, any either mayor, you know, mayor Messerly, mayor Rhodes, mayor Baird, any of the mayors of the cities that surround us will tell you it's a real challenge to find people to fill those roles, let alone try to make sure that you are doing it in a rep, a more representative way. And I think, um, it's it's it speaks well of the mayor's desire to do this that he is has reached out or, or agreed to work with an outside group to to increase the number of tools in the toolkit to to do that that'll have a i think a good impact on our boards and commissions as well as the community is large and there jason is symmetry we started our news and notes with a good on you and we finished with another one good on you to the mayor let's now, Jason, let's bring in our guest for today, Matt Sanning, the executive director for Lee Summit Social Services. Matt, how are you today? I'm glad. I'm just thankful to be here. You guys are amazing, and I enjoy uh, listening to you and making fun of you when I'm not on camera. Well, that's fair. <laughs> I will say that the uh, as a whole, this is uh, Nick has shifted some of our our software and so it's it's an interesting now we have the capacity to bring people like on and off camera and things of that nature on the video production for those of you who are are watching us or just listening to us on the audio you'll see that so it matt has appeared suddenly upon my screen and there he is with out there so matt i don't know if you've noticed it's been cold this week it's been insane yeah this has been nuts and uh it's uh it, it, you know it's funny we knew it was coming um, but, um, we're still working our tails off because no matter how much you plan, you still got to work more and harder. So, yeah. 
Well, let's talk a little bit about it. We did know this was coming, and and the weather, the meteorologists and Weather Channel people, they told us this was going to be record cold. But can you really be prepared, Matt? And and, and I'm going to talk specifically about your agency. Can you really be prepared enough for the effects the weather has on people in our community? We can we can do a lot um, with the tools that we have uh, trying to be proactive, uh, but that's assuming that those residents know to come to us so that we can help them be proactive. You know, when we talk about winterization uh, and uh, putting uh, things like uh, plastic over the windows to reduce uh, the airflow uh, and and the usage of uh, utilities, gas and electric, you know, those are all things that we can talk about to to be prepared. Um, but then during the event, it's really just reacting to the situations that we're given. So what are some of the things now? I mean, so just, you know, Matt's our friend. And so we talked to Matt and you were up and other people from the agency were active very, very early Tuesday morning, like 2 a.m. on Tuesday morning, uh, working through that whole thing. What were the things you were seeing and reacting to specifically when we were, you know, 15 below and the, the very worst of it was on us? Yeah. So, um, you know, we learned a, a lesson um, in 2019 and then in 2020 uh, that we were possibly going to receive phone calls from the police department or from other concerned citizens um, at really weird times of the evening. When we talk about warming centers in Lee Summit, those are generally just operating uh, during business hours. And so those are um, most of the uh, parks and rec type buildings, and they are open as warming centers during the day. Uh, but at night, uh, we don't have any shelters. Uh, and so when an officer or a firefighter or a concerned citizen identifies them and they can contact us when when you know late at night when they ring my phone it comes to my cell phone or a number of the police department sergeants and the the ones that are responsible for leading their units they'll call my cell phone directly at any time of the evening as needed look and at so, man name drop <laughs> What's that? Like a, a name drop. The cops uh, call me. No, well, I, no, I mean, well, when they need to, right? When they need to. But, you know, the thing is, um, we've, we've realized we don't have a call center. You know, we don't have, um, you know, the technology to relay it to, you know, 10 different staff members. And so it's just been my cell phone for about 10 years. And so um, in this case, I tried to be a little bit more proactive. And so um, I literally, I, I think I slept between 12 and noon and four o'clock and then stayed up from 4 p.m. until, um, you know, 11 a.m. the next morning, um, just knowing that there would be a chance of that. Because basically after 4 p.m., our agency's closed, but the phone calls don't necessarily stop coming. I just need to be coherent, not coming out of a slumber and a sleep and, 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 and trying to make arrangements at a hotel. Because when the police or the fire do call, um, they've usually vetted the process enough where we can put them up in a hotel for a night, pay the, the $70 or whatever it is at one of our, one of our preferred vendors and just cover them from that evening and then start doing the casework to make plans for, a, 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 you know, a longer time. We didn't get many calls. We didn't get any calls, uh, uh, during that time. We've gotten a lot of information. Um, but, but it sounds like from the situation we were in, 
most of it was covered and the PD and the fire department did, did great work in making sure that they were covered as well, but you just don't know what you're going to get. So you have to be prepared for it. And, and frankly, our staff has been working nonstop since March of 2020, literally. I mean, it's just been, it's been go, go, go. We got through the back to school. We got through the Christmas program, but, but since COVID they just haven't had a rest. And so it wouldn't be fair to just place this on somebody else's plate. So that's just what we do. Let me backtrack just a little bit. You talked about you know getting the word out beforehand. How do you communicate to to people um, in the community, not just your clients, but those who who may be end up being uh, a clients that 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 you serve? A lot of them are not on you know social media. They're not on you know the internet all the time. So how do you how do you kind of get that word out and help with the preparedness? Yeah, that's a massive challenge. Um, so Lee Summit has such a wide area. Um, and, and, and so, um, first thing is that when we know that there's a weather event like this coming, um, the homeless, uh, individuals usually are in multiple times per week. And so we are able to establish the parameters of what we're trying to accomplish at locations, contact numbers. And, and so, so we can be proactive in that sense. Otherwise, the word goes to the first responders, those that are most likely to interact with those individuals, and then the churches. And so as, as we have that available, uh, we will share that information and, and, and that information can be shared along with those individual touches because there's not one large encampment or one large grouping um, in, these, in, these, in, these, in this situation. And so it's very difficult to individually share that information. So you just hope that you touch key points of, of contacts and then that spreads like wildfire uh, as needed uh, depending on the situation. Go ahead, Jason. So Matt, you're when, um, what are, so you said, like you said, most of the time it's first responders and, and people like that, that are, that are, are reaching out to you, but also obviously other individuals can as well. What are the police and the, and the fire department and, and first responders looking for before they call you? What are the triggers for them to call you? Um, really, it, you know, the first responders on both in both departments do a great job at not only making contact regardless of the situation, but then they find, um, you know, where do you go from here? What's next for you? And so when they when they go through that triage, um, that's when they go through a checklist, and it, 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 then they then they figure out which entities they need to reach out to if there's something more desperate. Uh, two years ago, for example, um, a, a a wheelchair bound individual, his van broke down in Lee Summit as he was trying to come through. Missouri to get to Arkansas for his, his, his medication. And so his, his van was broke. He didn't have any money. He was in a wheelchair. I got that phone call at 1am and the, the, the cop said, I don't know what to do in this situation. And so um, we are fortunate in this community that, that the agency has contacts with a vehicle repair shop and they're amazing. And then we had contacts at a hotel. So we, we had a tow truck take the van to the repair place. We asked the police department to take him to the hotel uh, and he received the continental breakfast and, and great care 
Um, but you know, you know, and a, and a plug for Best Western Plus uh, in Lee Summit over by Lakewood. They took care of this gentleman, and they did it in a great way. So for four days, we had that hotel set up, and we had his vehicle being repaired. And so the agency's responsibility there was just to make sure that he was able to get to where he needed to go. Um, that's not always the case with others. They find their way to Lee Summit and they're kind of just here. So when the, when the police and fire make those contacts, they do a bit of a triage and then they will reach out to the entities that will be most likely to help them out. Now, there's been a few times where uh, the police or fire have, have decided to pool their money together and put them up in a hotel for a night on their own dime. And we certainly don't want that if we have the resources to do it. Um, it's been a little bit more challenging uh, during COVID, but you know, there, there's no question where the, where the heart is, where their heart is and, and what their, you know, what their intent is, it's to take care of these folks. And so, so we really appreciate that partnership and that's why we do our best to accommodate them because when they call, we know it's important and we know that it's something that we really need to react to and deal with as a community. What we're looking at, at this week, you know, right now, what, what are the big issues that you're seeing? I mean, is, is it mostly, is it, is it, is it loss of power for those that are in homes? Is it, is it those, you know, who are without a home that, you know, trying to find a place for them to be where it's warm? What are, what are really the, the big issues that you're seeing? Yeah. So um, first and foremost in our community right now, and this is a very cyclical uh, process that we've seen over the last, you know, seven, eight, 10 years uh, is that when it gets cold, and because we don't have the resources, we do see fewer homeless. They find places to go uh, that will ensure their safety. Uh, and, and, and that's not always the case. And those are the ones that we, we, we try to address. Um, so we're talking about warming centers, we're talking about shelters and things like that. And it's primarily in Kansas City. And so the biggest issue at this particular time, which is something we haven't experienced in a couple of years, last year we got a scare, but we didn't really deal with a long-term uh, weather-related event um, to this extent. So now it's the compounding uh, uh, challenges that we're having with an extended cold spell. And so with Evergy's and uh, the South uh, Power, whatever it is, uh, uh, process, uh, they were doing rolling blackouts. So the challenge with lower income families right now uh, is that if the power goes out, because of the infrastructure of that home, the power may not come back on. And, 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 and 30 to 60 minutes is, is, is fine in most cases, but with some of these homes and, and the reports that we've gotten, it's two to four hours. And when you have a piece of plywood that separates your outside from your inside, and no insulation, that becomes problematic. And so those are the things that we're a little bit more concerned about. It's the, it's the lower income housing that doesn't have all the modern efficiencies that, that new houses do. And so that's, that's the biggest concern right now, as well as the blackouts. You add all those together. Uh, last year, um, a lady, uh, we were trying to find firewood uh, for an individual and she resorted to burning her furniture because we couldn't find firewood in time. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it didn't turn out well, uh, it was, it was a really bad deal. Um, and so we, we wear that every single day 
in, in the sense of you either find it or, or or something bad could happen. And so we take this very seriously in that sense. And and the other piece is, um, you know, we just heard yesterday from from our energy partners that uh, it's possible, it's likely that gas and and electric costs are are going to go through the roof um, on a, on a per usage basis. And so now we have to worry about what happens next month when people start getting those bills and if they can afford a 200% increase on an average use uh, for their home, even if they're using it efficiently. And so those are two big concerns for us. First and foremost, keeping people alive and in a home safe. And then secondly, it's finding out how we can make sure that they don't go into debt further and securing the funding and the resources needed for that. Well, I think that leads right in uh, to to the question we like to we like to ask in all of these, Matt. Okay, you just said what those you know what your your mission is and your goals. How can people be of help to you and the agency that that you're running? I'm I'm assuming your answer is please write us checks. <laughs> yeah, and the, and I and I normally try to stay away from just saying write us checks, but right now all our money is being um, diverted to our emergency assistance fund. Um, I mean, we've got to we've got to keep our, our lights on, and so we have some overhead costs. Um, but uh, we're writing grants right and left uh, for CARES Act funding and things like that. Um, but with our average assistance going from three hundred dollars per household to fifteen hundred dollars per household. Um, uh, you know, we, we just need money and that's it. And and so we'll do our best with what we have. And people have asked me, well, what can, if you don't get the money, what happens? And my answer is very simple. I don't have that option. We don't have that option. We have to provide this. So if you can help, do. If you can't, that's fine. Um, there have been a number of families that have, have signed over their stimulus checks to us because they said, we don't need it. Um, but we know families can and need it. Um, and so we appreciate that. Uh, anything that people can do to help, you know, we don't want empty boxes. We don't want empty houses in this community. We have a 95 to 98% occupancy rate in this community. So with people looking for homes, I get it. I appreciate it. But we want to keep the people that are in their homes in there and not because they couldn't afford to live there. And that's why we're dealing with the, you know, landlords and things like that, just to try to try to balance this all out, get them through this tough time, get them through COVID, get them through the cold weather and, and then keep working forward and then work forward to all the other things that we want to do. We don't want to start back at zero. Right. Well, Matt, what are what are easy ways that people, if they want to to help out and contribute financially to to the cause, how can they do that? Yeah, go to LeeSummitSocialServices.com, or I'm sorry, LSSocialServices.com. We've got a PayPal link on there. Um, you know, drop us a, a, a check at uh, 108 Southeast 4th Street uh, in Lee Summit, 64063. Walk in, see what we're doing, uh, at, you know, at the same address. Uh, if you want to bring a check or, or drop some cash off, that's all fine and good. But I promise you, it's going to go towards these people, and, and, and that's what we're asking for. You know, we need the community's help. The community has been incredible. We got through from March through now, we've had, um, you know, the funding that we've needed to get families through these rent issues. We're still kicking the can down the road on the eviction moratorium and some of those other things. And so we're still waiting for something bigger to happen. And this weather event just made it that much more difficult. 
Um, and, and, and so, so we're doing the best with what we have. We've got the most amazing staff and volunteers, and that's because we live in the most amazing community that's, that has been as supportive as we have. You mentioned at the, at the, at the, you know, at the beginning of the, uh, this production that you mentioned Reese Nichols and, and, and Chad Dumas and, and things like that. And those folks have been so incredible and so integral in, in how we go about our business. It's the community that really drives our efficiency and our ability to do what we do. So, you know, anyone who wants to help, please. And we'd take it and we're, we're grateful. And I promise you, it's, it's going to just do good in the community. Well, awesome, Matt. Thank you uh, so much, not only for, for coming on and, and, and sharing some time with us again today, but also for the work that you and everyone at least some at social services are doing. And I know it's hard to keep asking and it's, it, it's kind of weird in this time, but uh, it's good. And this is, this is the community we're in and I have no doubt people will respond. So drop by their offices. What's that address again? 108 Southeast 4th Street. Uh, Caddy Corner to Dairy Queen and uh, right behind uh, Filling Station Barbecue. There you go. Or lssocialservices.net. There's a button, a PayPal button. Dot makes com. it real easy. Dot oh, com. I'm sorry. lssocialservices.com. Hit that PayPal button and donate. Matt, I'm going to go back to the symmetry. Good on you. Good on you guys. That will wrap us up for this week's episode. We'll talk to everybody next time.